Welcome to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your hosts, Derek. And Dave. And the basement is dry after being extremely wet. We seriously, seriously, seriously got some floodage down here. It's a uh, shame when the water pump goes on your well, Dave. It's a shame. Hopefully that never happens to me. uh, Let's hope, because it sucks. And it's still not fixed, but the good dudes at Plumorama in Ben Salem, PA, good enough to come out this weekend, so... We'll see what we can do. And I'll tell you, Dave, it was a mess. I say he loved it when he said, dude, I'm in a world of shit. And he goes, cha-ching. Yeah. I'll be right there. No doubt about it. It was hard to get this guy out of bed Sunday night at 1030, but he did it and uh, he hooked me up. But it was a temporary fix. So it's th- it's Wednesday now and he's still not around. Could be <laughs> making for a soggy Valentine's Day. Soggier than normal, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> So other than that, um, we're coming off a week off, our traditional week off, and I got the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue here, and I got lots to talk about. Super Bowl, Dave. Super Bowl. So let's split this show up into two parts. We're going to do sports, and Chris Benson signing today, and Roger Clemens on the hill, and Eli Manning being a superhero. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then we're going to get to Marissa Miller yes, the Barely Bikinis issue of Sports Illustrated. Little Brooklyn Deckler. Brooklyn Deckler. Brooklyn Decker. Thank you. Yes, don't forget her, Dave. Definitely not. She's absolutely vital to that uh, issue. So, Dave, I'm going to move on. I want to ask you a question. I'm ready. Did I win my Eli bet or what? Is it over? <laughs> Is it over? It looks it, like it's over. It's over, dude. Wins the Super Bowl. It's going to be hard it's to bench over. him in three years. <laughs> I totally agree. So what the problem with this is, I told him money. He can, if he wants to give me five honey on opening day next year, he can. And I don't think he's going to do it. But what do you think that would be the smart move? Nah, he's a betting man. He'll take that chance. Just to give everybody a quick recap, um, in the middle of the NFL season when Eli Manning couldn't complete a pass, Evan and I took a bet that he would be starting for somebody. Evan said he would be starting somebody new on um, opening day 2012. I said, that's impossible. You don't give up a quarterback who you gave so much up already for. You don't give up on him. Evan didn't agree with me. And at the time, he... Imagine that, you and Evan not agreeing on something. Totally. E-Money is who we're talking about, if everybody's out there. Quick shout out to E-Money. What's up? Everybody still remembers him. <laughs> so, um, you, in particular, Dave, thought I was insane when I made I this I definitely bet. did. I still think you're insane. I walked into the Pines Tavern in wonderful Bristol, Pennsylvania, and three guys wanted to take the bet off of me, wanted to continue to bet with E-Money. They all wanted a shot at it. Steve Cross, and I don't remember the two other guys. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it was only one guy. You were drunk. You looked like three. I was, Steve can look like three guys even Sometimes. when I'm sober. So, did I win? I think so. It's over. It's not over till it's over. Right, but it's But bar- trust me, I'd be love, like, love to be in your shoes right now. Right, so it's barring injury. Don't get me wrong, so I can't fight that. If Eli Manning breaks a leg and he doesn't start, it's a push. But if he starts, and he, if he's starting for somebody in the NFL in 2012, which really isn't that far away. Right. He is going to be starting for the New York Giants. And you know what happens if he wins another Super Bowl with them? What happens? Hopefully he retires and Evan will just be like, hey, it's a push. I'll tell you what, though. I don't want to give props to the Giants, but I found myself rooting for them. Did you really? I'm a Plaxico Burris fan, to tell you the truth. Ah, fuck him, too. I agree. So I'm... I don't know what to say. I didn't want the Patriots to win, and I didn't want the Giants to That's win. That's what I said so the week fun. coming up. So what did you do? What did you do about the game? Just watched it? Just watched it. And Nobody, you didn't root for anybody. You're just like, holy shit, holy shit. Uh, well, one, uh, it was probably the most boringest game from the beginning of the second quarter. They scored four seconds in the second quarter until the fourth quarter. Right. It was, it was tough. There's no scoring going on. Tom Petty played the halftime. I wasn't too happy or excited about that. But, dude, he, I thought Tom Petty was great. I will say this, though. The Giants did exactly what they wanted to do in the first half of that game. They controlled the ball for the first eight minutes of the game yep. on a single drive. That's insane. Insane. No and no quarter in NFL in Super Bowl history ended with both teams only touching the ball one time. And that this one did. Yep. And that one told me the Giants got some serious chance here. And the Giants... Offense played well, and their defense played extremely well. Extremely well. They had no pressure on them. They, hey, we're the underdogs. We're just going to come out and play. No pressure, man. I'll tell you what. Tom Brady had some pressure on him. Yes, he did. I'll tell you what. Strahan, Most pressure he had all season. Strahan did what we we said he was going to do. He This is uh, this is everything to me. This is everything I need. I'm going to play the best football. Hall of Fame player, you would agree, yes. right? Yes. I'm going to play the best football I could possibly play on this day. And he did. He, But I'll tell you, at the end of that game, I was like, what the hell is Umanure doing off the field? What the hell is Strahan doing off the field? You don't take, you don't get winded on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah. 
Not in the fourth quarter. These guys were gassed, and they didn't even get, I don't know. I mean, I guess they had to be, like, super-duper, super-duper tired to be that fucking gassed. Not to be able to play that last drive in a super fucking Super Bowl. When you're that close, and you got Tom Brady at the helm who needs to get his lung punctured in order to stop him on a drive like that. Uh, dude, I agree. I'm right there. I understand. I really thought uh they were going to do it, though, when New England, when they came, got the ball. I'm like, he's going to become the greatest quarterback with yeah. this drive now. But you know what, dude? They needed to touch down the win, and that, that is what the mentality that they had. He went to Moss twice deep, way deep, like 70 yards on that final drive. There's a couple plays even leading up to that. They would run the ball, run the ball, the Patriots would, and then it'd be first and 10 at the 40. They would go for three bombs. Yeah, what the hell is And then, about? well, we're not going to kick a field goal. We're too far. We'll punt it. Keep running the ball. Right. Don't. Uh, hey. It's beyond me. Yeah. They, um... Somebody didn't come to play, I'll tell you that, and it wasn't the Giants. So, you know, when you win all those football games in a row and you don't win the big one, it doesn't mean shit. Mean shit, shit yeah. It doesn't mean shit. Anybody can take a cue from that one. You, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's no, you're nothing but a lot of talking a badge when you do that, dude. I'd say I'd rather lose one during the season, win the big one, than lose the last game of the season. So DC is going to be one G richer, barring injury. Should be. Maybe E-Money will take like a Kaluli hit on him. <laughs> I think E-Money will like try to camp out in the parking lot, tap his shins with a little lead pipe. See him as he walks through. Eh, well, you never know. Hey, Peyton. No, I'm Eli. I, any true <laughs> Eagles fan should do the same thing, so it doesn't matter. Just my luck. You know, that's funny. Talk about luck, regardless of the fact that I just got back from Las Vegas, which was... You had no luck. I had but, no luck. But E-Money, for example, he says that Eli Manning is going to be cut, and he's a terrible quarterback. He makes a $1,000 wager on it, and he fucking dude goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Could you have possibly predicted that they would win the Super Bowl when... Three straight road games to win that Super Bowl to beat Tampa Bay, Dallas, Green Bay. Oh, four. I'm sorry. If you consider the Super Bowl a road game. Right. Insane. I, did, I can't believe they beat Dallas in Dallas. Green Bay and Green Bay. Yeah, it's you know, amazing. Come on. You got to give this cre- this team all the credit in the world. You do. They're, I know they're giants. Right. Team. I hate them. I hate them too. Did a great job. I didn't want to see him do it. I didn't want to see Dallas win it either, so that was nice. But what sucks is next year when we got to watch football, twice next year we're going to yep. see yep. reigning Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champs. He's, and, and that how, sucks. How many times are you going to hear John Madden go, against the birds, he's not the Super Bowl champion for nothing. <laughs> you know, Eli Manning really turned a corner last year. Oh, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. But I'll tell you what, how about that play that when he got out of that ghost guy's grasp? That's Was he in the grasp then? I mean, I don't think you call that in the Super Bowl with a game that close. I don't it, you don't do it. And who was the douchebag that missed that interception? The know. one play, Dude, Asante, Asante Sam- Samuel, who's yeah. a Pro Bowler, it right off his hands. He would have won the game. Amazing! Oh, oh no, uh, is that crazy? Yeah. Is that crazy? If the G- Patriots would have caught just one more break, and if the Giants couldn't convert one more break, the, the game's over. Yeah, and that when Manning escaped, that David Tyreek. Held that ball on his head, yeah, and then it never hit the ground. I thought his back broke. But, dude, oh, how about the play of Plaxico that was winning touchdown? He just made that corner look like a fool. What? Hey, what are you going to do? Giants are world champions football. If you can believe that, the way that team started. I'll tell you what, though. They kicked the crap out of the Burrs this year. True. Who didn't, though? Detroit. Detroit didn't. Right. But with the Super Bowl, I have relatives that live down there in Arizona. So they drove over to see like the whole hoopla, like on Friday and Saturday, and around where the stadium is, a bunch of farmland. So the one farmer, I guess, was a little pissed off that he wasn't getting a share of the pie or whatever. Put all manure on the north side of his farm, so it just blew oh, all the way towards. That's just being the, bitter, man. What the hell? Is I don't know what, what happened, but they said it just stunk down there. Oh my! It God. was the worst. So, so dude, I flew to Vegas the day after the Super Bowl that Monday. How many people were there? All those giant pukes coming out. Oh, it, all in their fresh new Giants World Championship yeah. shirts, holding these big twenty-four ounce like big plastic cups from the Stardust. I mean, I'm telling you, in a million years, I wouldn't want to wish that. On, and I had to sit in the Fox Sports Bar waiting for my two buddies. Just don't... I can't get started again. I didn't tell anybody I was an Eagles fan, though, so I let them just have their day. What are you going to do? I can't fight these guys. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't really work too well. But um, th- should we move on? Should we close the season? Do you have any final thoughts on the season? That's. Uh, do you remember any of the prop bets we did? That's. I remember talking about some. They were all crazy bets. Ridiculous. But I will say this. In Vegas, the headline when I got into town on um, Las Vegas Sun was sports books got crushed. Crushed. 
because everybody was taking the Giants' money line because the Giants fans were in town. Really? They were just picking the Giants to win. They're going to root for them to win. They might as well bet on them. Crushed. Right. Parlay with the money line. The odds were too good to not try it, you know? You're winning, getting 70 to 1, or I'm sorry, 7 to 1 on your odds. Right. You bet 100 bucks. It's not bad at all. You're taking 700, dude. And this is the first time the books have lost in like 25 years. Wow. They got smoked for the tune of like $2.5 million. (laughs) Ridiculous. Ridiculous stuff. That it wasn't any of my money. No, it would have been. I would have been on the negative side, which you know they got some of my money at the blackjack table, so I ain't worried about that. You done? Yes, I'm done with All the right, Super Bowl. Done. So it's time to move on to spring training, or let's go to the Flyers report, Dave. Because either way, can, if they can win a game, I'd be happy. Can you tell me why uh, they can't win a game? They're getting that funk again. I don't know why. I went down the game on Saturday. Good time. It went down with uh, oh, yeah, Smitty. Tell me you know, about it. it was just. Uh, I heard you were looped. Oh yeah, it was. Well, that's we started <laughs> off at twelve, and I ended at. 12, I think. <laughs> Everybody else is already gone by then. And anybody out there who knows Dave, it's not like, it's not like you have, you start at 12, then you have a big lunch, and then you have another couple of beers, and then you have, and you sit down for your steak dinner. It's 12, and then beers, 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 until 12. We went to Tony Luke's, and I go, they don't serve beer here? I said, I'm going across the street. I'll be back. Oh, it was horrible. They don't serve beer at Tony Luke's? It was weird. There was two different Tony Luke's across the street. One was just like the hoagies and the steaks. One was like a restaurant. And which one did you go to? I went to the restaurant where they had the booze. Okay. Everybody well, else stayed there. Why? I don't think they had steaks there or the line was too long. Who I forget. You, who you, which, which rotary club are you fucking partying with? Well, it was me, Tony, Sal, Smitty. They're all drinkers. Right. They were already loaded. Oh, okay, okay. So they're like, we're just going to oh, eat. so you went to Tony Luke's way late. Yeah, this was uh, 5.30, 6 oh, maybe. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, and then we went down to the club down in Bristol for a little bit. What? The Pines? No, no, no. Risque Club. Uh, <laughs> club Risque. Danny told me he met you down there, and the Risky's getting a little, uh, you got to use a, like, um, what do you got, a metal detector when you walk in the door now? Yipper. Well, that's when I stop. Turn around, get in my truck, go somewhere else. You don't need to go and join something you need a metal, metal detector to get into. Yeah. So what? we were there for a little bit. I threw up there. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. A couple times, I think, there. Why? What were you just drinking beer, though, right? Uh, no, well, we started off with uh, rum and Cokes at the beginning. Oh, okay. So, and then uh, a couple shots there, and now the shots at the end of the night were no good. I should have known that. What, are you drinking, like, three wise men and stuff? Tequila? I could have been drinking a slippery nipple. I don't even know. Oh, God. Dude, that's not your style. You're well, beer, dude, man. Exactly. Look at that belly, Dave. I got this belly for you don't one reason. Develop that belly without having drinking beers. But we had a great day. But the Flyers just sucked. We we had eight yeah, people. So, was this the first time you saw them live this year? No, nah, it was like the fourth. Okay. I went down that Pittsburgh game. Oh, right double right. hat trick. Well, tell me about it. like we talk every time they get smoked like that. We say, you know what? I feel sorry for the people who bought tickets, even though you didn't buy these tickets. You still had a deal watching them. What sucked the worst is when they got shut out. We're sitting there. We all throw money in. Okay, whoever picks the guy who scores wins the pot. Well, nobody scores, so now we're like, what do we do with the money? Why can't they score while we're here? I know what you do with it, dude. You buy shots at Risky. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. We went to Penn's Port Pub for a little bit too. Oh, always a pleasure. Yeah, that's, that's always. Oh, is Fry with you? Fry was with us. That's Fry's hot. Spot, oh, he loves dude. it. He loves the Penn's Port. Anybody who's been to the Penn's Port in the Philly area knows what we're talking about. If we're you not, haven't been, go. We're not going to give out directions because we we don't want it to get uber crowded in there. But we'll give a shout out. And uh, they're just looking slow again. They're losing the race to the puck. They're not scoring on opportunities they should be. I don't know what it is. I wish I wish I could say, hey, this is what it is. This is something that we said earlier in the year, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No problem. We said earlier in the year. If they're losing races to the puck, if they're not back-checking well, and they're not hustling to the puck, they will lose games. Yep. And this whole Forsberg thing, Peter, the way they played this, these last four games, Peter Forsberg isn't going to save them. And that's, I mean, they did lose Gagne two games ago. Again. Exactly, for a minor hit. Well, looked minor. He thinks uh Jordan Stahl came from behind and gave him a little shot on the head. Might have caused him a little imbalance. But still, wasn't a major hit. If he's getting concussions like this all the time, you got to think about it. Hey, you might have to sit out. You might have to retire. You might be done. Right. You might be done. It's all right. Unfortunate. Hey, that's what happens to some players. Yeah. it's That would be a huge loss. Though. It would be. And that's if Forsberg came back with him being gone. Be nice, oh, well, but so is that- but the, a lot of things people were saying in the the Flyers was Forsberg wanted to come back and play with Gagne because he loved playing with them. They had a nice chemistry for the year and a half they played. So he might say, oh, "Well, if he's not there, I don't want to play." Who knows what's going to happen? But they can't keep waiting on this. Well, do you think of it like this? They go on a hot streak. They go on a cold streak. Go on a hot. They're 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 a five hundred team. 
I mean, they're better than a 500 team. Okay, so they're better than a 500 team, but they're not. Right, they'll win six, lose team. five. They'll right. win six. It was nice to watch them go on that crazy streak and get in the first place and maintain mm. it for two games, and that was fun. Right. But they're not that team. They're not going to be a first place team because they, because they cannot play consistently on the defense. They start letting up too many odd man rushes. Well, what is Peter Forsberg going to do in that way? That's what we said back then. That's not what they need. Even though they brought in Vandermeer for defense, he wasn't the stud defenseman that they need. They need another big guy down there that can just say, somebody's coming down, I'm going to hit him. Hatcher can't do that anymore. He's still slow. He'll get beat every once well, not every once in a while, but he gets beat a lot. But he still gets some good plays. But a full game, he can't do. I don't think he can do. What stuck out the most for you um, at the game when you were watching it live? Because it's totally different live than it is when you're on TV. It was going for the loose pucks. Gotcha. The puck would go they over. Were a step behind. There would be two guys over there getting a the puck, one flyer, and you're like, well, hold on. They both have five guys out there. Why are they always getting beat to the puck by more than one guy? Are they going through changes or anything? No. Oh, dude, hey, nice shot. <laughs> Why are you telling my shot? Serious? Oh, yeah, it was just horrible. Were there any bad goals in that game? I didn't see the game. I, I'm trying to think about the... Oh, I know like, you, were what little, was the you were a little stoopy. It was 2 nothing. I'm trying to think what that first goal was. There was a good fight. I remember that. Okay. Little five-on-five action, you know, getting all caught up. That was real nice. Riley Cote got his ass handed to him. <laughs> the dude just had it... <laughs> guy of the Rangers had his arm right out and just hit him like seven times right oh, in the face. Oh, man. And they, oh, like, man. they're showing the replay well, and I was like, no. It's a fucking Rangers too, man. You, they're getting schooled by this team. Schooled by the Rangers. The Rangers have been hot lately. I don't know if just against the Flyers, but they're coming in. They can score goals. Yager's playing well. Gomez. Gomez. Steve Avery. He just starts, you know, trouble all the time. He's playing well. The goalie. My girl wants to party, party all the time. Uh, Lundquist just signed a contract. He's starting to play hot again. And that's what sucks. When the playoffs start, you're going to be playing the Rangers. You're going to be playing the Penguins. You're going to be playing the Devils. Yeah, those are the teams you're going to be playing. Yeah. And if you finish without home ice, then you could be in some serious trouble. And what sucks is when you keep hearing people talk about the Flyers, they're like, oh, well, they've won more on the, you know, away than home. Uh, well, whoop de do when it comes time to the playoffs, you don't want Game 7 somewhere else. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then, Especially in Jersey. You don't want Game 7 up in Jersey. It's so important for this Flyers team to get home, home ice. I don't give a shit how many if they win all their games on the road. In the playoffs, everything changes. You right. know that as well as anybody else's. And I'm sure these Flyers players know that. But you know what sucks for me is that when you have a Saturday afternoon game and you're playing the Rangers, you don't bring your A game. Bring your fucking A game. People are paying a lot of money to watch that shit. Plus, that's a game. I really thought they were going to announce that's when they signed Forsberg. And I thought they were going to come out smoking. Because the Thursday night before that is when Ron Hextall got uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame. The first period, they played well. Flyers Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Flyers Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely not the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> Just because he scored a goal. Can I ask you a question about that, too? When you're done your point. But um, they played a real good first period. The next two periods, they just sucked. And it was like, okay, well, Saturday, they're gonna, they're playing against the Rangers. They're going to come out. They're going to kick some ass. And that didn't happen either. Mm-hmm. And that's just starting to fall like a lead balloon. going to ask you a question. I want you to be ready for it. I'm ready. Is Eric Lindros a Flyers Hall of Famer? Flyers Hall of Famer. I would say yes. Because of stats? Yeah. The dude was awesome when he was here. I agree. But he has the mystique of being a punk loser. So how can you, how do you hang his ish from the rafters? You can't. When you look at it and go, yeah, but during those 10 years, they didn't win anything. Right. They got swept in the finals. So help me out here. That, I mean, Hextall never won anything. I know, but Hextall was a badass and not a badass. That he was. He was a flyer. He was a flyer. He understood, he understood the transition from the Brossy Bulls. Cause don't forget, he played in, when did he start with the Flyers? Like 80. The year they went to the, the cup, 87. That's when he started? Yeah, cause he oh, was, was a rookie. rookie. Yeah. And he was on his head. But he still understood the Flyers old school. Right. He still had the mystique. So Lindros comes in and doesn't understand that. It's because it is a different era. Did they then. ever play together? Um. Well, actually, Hextall was traded for Lindros. Oh, that, he was part of the shit. whole big thing to Quebec. Hartford. No, to Quebec. Quebec. Quebec, and that's when they got Lindros, and they traded Forsberg and all that. And I think it was a year and a half later, Jesus he came Christ. back. Well, that's another thing. Do you really hang up his jersey in the rafters and say, oh, but Peter Forsberg and Ron Hextall and Mark Recchi and you know all these guys had to go for him, and he didn't do jack shit for us. He made it exciting. He did make it exciting. And that's he did take him to the Stanley Cup Finals. He did do that. I agree. So didn't Ron Hextall. Right. How Ron Hextall went to Game 7 against the great one. Exactly. And so, one of the greatest teams of all time. And one of the greatest games of all time was right. that Game 7, too. And one of the great. This city was in apeshit frenzy. Right. High school, me and you, chilling. Not together, but we were in high school. 
the year um, the Flyers played the Canadians, and he came out of the net and beat oh, up yeah, Chelios. Oh, yeah, when we made a cover of Sports Illustrated. That was 89. That's the year we graduated. And that was the playoffs. Yeah, that yeah. was right after the like Nishamni's prom. Okay. It was, a, you know, like a day later or whatever. Right on. And he, yeah, I remember, because he, he wanted to kill Chelios. Yeah. So let me ask you a question about that. Going forward, you're, you're watching this Rangers game, and you're watching these dudes get in these fights, and you're watching these Rangers punks, and you're watching these Rangers kind of own the Flyers a little oh. bit, especially physical in front of the net. Right. What would Hextall do to, what's that guy's name? Um, to Avery? Yeah, what would he have done to him? To hand him, no problem. No, it wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. It would be, he would know it's coming. I'm not going to do this in front of Hextall because he's going he's gonna to put a stick in my There's back. There's a good chance I'm going to get hit by, with a stick. Right, so why doesn't that happen these days? Well, one. Just stop talking because it's bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. Though. But no, one, you do that, okay, you get an instigator or whatever. You can get suspended. The following game, they're changing the rules so that these fights Look don't start. Look what happens when you don't do it, Dave. I agree with you, and that's why people say fighting should still be in the NHL. I'm saying fighting, but do a hard check. Get put a, put your stick in the dude's back, like Ron Hextall perfected, you know, and take your five minutes. The only problem with and that, the goalie is, doesn't even have to take the five minutes. Right, someone else comes off. Right. I mean, when Hexel would hit somebody, of course he was getting a penalty and all that, but he would come out and try to start a fight, and there would be a five-on-five fight. The other goalie would come down, and it would all cancel out. Now you hit somebody, the guy falls down, pretends he's hurt. You get a a five-minute major penalty where if they score, they keep going. Guy's really not hurt. He skates off. Now you're down two goals. I understand, but you have to try to set the line here. I, I mean, agree with you. What would Avery cannot sit in front of that net like that? I mean, nobody's even poking him out of there. A goalie, Ron Hextall would would have would have taken care of business. Do you agree with that? I agree with you. But that's if he was playing now, because it's a totally different game. Before, when somebody would sit in front of the net, you could just mug the guy. You'd be beating on him, trying to get him out of there. That's why Cam Neely had a bad back and Tim Kerr had a bad back. They would stand in there. They'd get the shit kicked out of him. Now you're in there. If you push the guy with your stick, two minutes cross-check, and now you're down two guys. I, what do you want me to tell you, dude? And then you lose. Right. You know, what was the final score of your game? Two nothing for the Flyers. Yeah. But that's what the, the NHL wants more scoring, so they want to try to to get more power plays. In, in 1987, they had a lot of two nothing games, so don't tell me any of that shit. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. If what was going on, a lot of you know beating up people back then. Okay, they'll just say, okay, two people, both of you are going out. Now they want a power play. Before they didn't care about a power play because these guys were just scoring no matter what. Gretzky had 200 points. All right, dude. All right, all right, Dave. Whatever, whatever, dude. What do you got for me? Anything else you want to say? Anything about the Flyers? Nah, dude, they suck now. They're losing. Oh, but you can't say they suck. They suck what? now. Yeah, they lost the last four. All right, let me get your weekly prediction for the um how they finish. Because from now until the end of the season, I want a weekly prediction of how you think they're going to finish. So I want to see how it changes. I well, I'll probably still say second in the division, and that means they'll be either four or five. Or, yeah, four or five in the conference. And playoff-wise, what happens? Who do they lose to? Oh, that's a tough pick there. Well, who do they? When do they lose? We'll go or, with you second round because right. you always think it's second round. All right, that's just my play. You know, it's my it's my line. You want to steal my line? That's fine. Let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers, your playoff bound. Woohoo! <laughs> They're awesome. Just beat Me- the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Oh. And uh, Memphis couldn't hit a shot for the last five minutes. So you're going to win a lot of those basketball games. But don't the, two nights ago, they beat Dallas. So let's get it all in perspective here. The Sixers' job is to go out and win basketball games, right? Yes, it is. I asked them a long time ago to stop, and they, they're not going to stop. So they might as well win, and they might as well make the playoffs, right? I agree with you. Another no lottery pick, losing the first round of playoffs, and then just it's the same team. Keep going over every day. Again. Every year, just keep doing the same thing. So what do you want to do, though? You can't tell them to stop. Let's get, want to get behind them. Want to want to adopt this team? Definitely not. This could be your playoff, your only playoff team of the whole season. Well, no, the Flyers are definitely uh, making the playoffs. Okay, I'll give you that. The Flyers will make the playoffs, but the Sixers are going to make the playoffs with that pathetic, pathetic record. That's Sixers trounce Memphis. Not just beat them, trounce them. Trounce them. What was the final? One hundred two eighty eight. Wow. So that's right. They're beating good teams. Well, if they play Memphis in the playoffs, then I'll get excited. But they're not going to play Memphis in the playoffs. But- right. If Memphis made the playoffs, hey, the Sixers would be awesome. As an eight seed, who would the Sixers play? In the- Who's the number one? Probably the Cavs. Or no, Detroit. 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 Yeah, so... All right, so you're excited or not excited? You're just like, would you watch any of the playoff games? You watch the, some of the Memphis game tonight. Right, I still watch some of the games. I still turn it on. It's tough to watch overall. It's tough to watch, dude. It's tough to watch. They got a half-empty stadium in there. That's. Do you think Andre Miller is going to be trading in the next two weeks? I would. Why would they trade him? They're going. They're a playoff team. Maybe. What's his name? Uh, Stephen, the GM. Oh. Maybe he has a plan. Maybe he's going to trade him. He knows what he's going to try to go for next year. All right, I'll give you that, dude. Right. right now, Boston would be the number one seed. They have 40 wins. Detroit. Has has 38 wins. So they'd be playing Boston. That'd be a pretty good series. Get to watch KG, Ray Allen. That'd be nice. 
Very nice. No, the Sixers aren't going to win, but get to see some good players. Right on. All right, here's let me let me let's talk about Phillies now, please. Chris Benson signs. Yes. And Minor league contract. It's always it's always interesting to know that whenever something happens with the Phillies or baseball in general, the Mets, Phillies, let's go Mets will be the first to post on the forums. Oh, imagine that. So here it comes. Phil signed Chris Benson to a minor league deal today. He's only throwing about 65%, but it's nice little insurance move. I liked Benson when he was a Met. He showed he could pitch late into the games and throw quality innings. Hey, if he can do that, I'm all for him. Yeah. If he can put Adam Eaton on his hot seat, I'm all <laughs> for him. I was surprised when the Mets traded him to a few years back for Maine and Ho- Jorge Julio. Turned out to be a great deal for the Mets, as Julio was swapped a few months later for El Duque. I can't wait to hear his sexpot wife, Anna's comments. She hates the Mets, so we love Annabelle. Yes, we do. And bashes them every chance she gets. She's still smoking hot. D-Man, you need to put a half-naked Anna on the homepage this week. Let me tell you something. Let's go, Mets. That's something I can do. Your wish is my command. Finally, something you asked for, you will get. You will get it. I will put Anna Benson on the cover of Philly Sportscast this week. Without a doubt, lickety-split, no shit. So Pearface comes in with his chime and goes, "This, you know what this might be? This is a one, two, three, four, five, six word post from No Pearface. way. Very rarely happens. Let me tell you guys, she's so, 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 so hot. No. Okay. Parade route starts at City Hall. <laughs> so I got a little ironic in uh in uh, Pearface. I can hear a little um, tongue-in-cheek action there, but... It's insurance. It's if he pitches like he can pitch and goes late, then Adam Eaton never has to touch the fucking ball again, and we're all good. In I agree hook. with you. Or if he puts Adam Eaton on a little bit of a oh shit, I might lose my giggy. I might be left off the playoff roster again. Then maybe Eaton plays a little, shoots a little better. Yeah, throws what a little was better. Adam Eaton's record last year. Let me give you how many? How many? No, no, no. I know it. Uh, okay, I gotta sneeze out too. You know, you never sneeze okay. when you think you're going to. No. Or when you say you're going to. What was his record? His record. 7 and 11. Not too bad. Not far off. 500. 10 and 10. Oh, you did he get up to that? Wow. The the only pitcher with the most wins and the highest ERA in the history of baseball with a 6-2 something ERA. Oh, a couple of those wins too had to come when they pulled him hey in the man, fifth. If your team scores 15 runs yeah. a game, you're going to win these games. You're going to win a 15-12 game. I mean, remember the one when he gave up seven runs in the first and they ended up winning that game? Yep. Whatever. I'm, well, that was probably no decision for him, but I'm saying he got the victories. I'm not down with the ERA. He says he's going to be better. Than, you know, it's amazing to me. The Phillies are just coming into spring training. The pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. Hey, here, here, Dave. Yeah. Come on, baby. I'm right spring there with you, buddy. Spring is on its way. Spring it's on its way. It's going to be here. Didn't feel like spring yesterday, but hey. No, it didn't. It's coming. And uh, Let me drink first. For all you people who aren't listening to this, unless you're in the fucking Arctic <laughs> Circle, it's cold in Philadelphia. Hold no, I mean, that are listening to this. <laughs> For all you people who aren't listening to this. Well, all you people who aren't listening, I hate you all anyway. Yeah. All you people who are listening to this in, like, Florida. Palka, I know it's you. <laughs> North Carolina, Virgin five Super Bowl Island. rings down in some, we got Dallas. Some, we got some peeps of military base in Italy. Five Super Bowl rings in Dallas. Um, wherever it's wherever it's warm, if you're listening to us, Phoenix, good for you. I'm glad. But if you're not and you're not around this area, feel sorry for us because it's burr ass cold up here, and it's this is the time of year when I just get pissed. I get so pissed off. February, it might be the shortest month, but to me, it's the longest, without a doubt. It's too cold. It's too cold. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. March, we always get some kind of crazy storm, too. I know. I know. So, but it's nice. Right now is the toughest because football's over. We have the hockey. We have the, you know, the basketball going. We're waiting for baseball to come. It's just tough. It's, it's tough. I'm waiting for baseball too. Oh, so back to my point. It's like they're going to have to write all these bullshit non-story stories in spring training because there's nothing to write about. Right. They used their Adam Eaton story on day one. How could they do that? They used their Adam Eaton like, I'll be back next year story on day one. Does that suck? I thought they would do the whole Chad Durbin, JD Durbin, the brothers on the pitching team together something like that whatever Eaton's done he's gonna be a non-factor at the end of the year i agree with you i think he's a non-factor as well um it'd be nice to see benson come in around innings Uh, just eat innings for charlie Manuel. yeah i would like to see that they say probably not uh you know the home opener and all that or the season opener but we ought to get him in at the end of april beginning of may i don't know how long he's gonna be out if the phillies can hold off into june dave i'm all for it no doubt about it and that's, uh, we talked about Anna Benson before. When Chris Benson was up in New York, didn't she say, if I caught you cheating on me, I would sleep with Mr. Met in center field? 
Which is always a good c- quote. Hopefully she'll do the same with the fanatic. Always a good quote. Yeah, the fanatic <laughs> will treat her right, though. I gotta believe the fanatic will treat her right, if you know what I'm talking about. You know, the, uh, the little schnoz. <laughs> the schnoz where the thing comes out. Yeah, Anna Benson doesn't know what she's getting herself into. Alright, so. We're excited for spring training. We have a lot of Phillies to talk about coming up, just like all those, all the Philly papers and Philly blogs and uh, Phillies blogs. We'll be struggling for stories. We will be doing the same. However, we'll just milk off what they write and then talk about it. You know, that's what the best complain. part about this. Best part about this gig. So let's move on to the Sportscade highlights. Sportscade headlines. I'm sorry. Woo! Brought to you by Sportscade.com. Right up, Dave. Okay, let's go. Number one, Eagles. Goodell, Specter, set to discuss Spygate. So that is the deal. The NFL commissioner, if anybody doesn't know, pissed off Arlen Specter by destroying these tapes. So Arlen Specter is the head of the Judiciary Committee in the um, in the Senate. So pretty much he gets whatever he wants, right? So the inside story from my sources, Dave... <laughs> Don't laugh, because I got some. I know you got lots of them. Said that one of Arlen Specter's aides asked for tickets to the Super Bowl, and he was denied. Really? So that's why Specter's getting all pissed off. You don't deny me. You don't deny me. And um, I think that's what the trouble is. That's why Specter's like calling Goodell and saying, listen, you got to tell me why you destroyed all these right. tapes. And Specter's pissed. You don't get our own Specter pissed off. He's been around too long. You give him his fucking five tickets, and you walk away. Dude, all the tickets they give out, maybe they just said, hey... Pennsylvania, they don't have a Super Bowl contender. I don't even worry agree. about Maybe it. Maybe the chick who sung the national anthem's entourage could have sat on the sideline or gone somewhere else. You know, put them up in the uh, days in. What? I, you just don't piss off our inspector, and I think that's what uh, Roger Goodell did and the NFL. Are right, you ready to move He'll on? Learn his lesson. I'm going to move on to Flyers, Dave. The top headline for Flyers. Can you see it over there? No, that's it's not coming up. I can only get what's called NHL. Can you see Flyers over there? Yes, I okay. can. Okay, so what we got on top is Esposito named Hawks Ambassador. Uh, let's move on to the next one. So the next one we got is Flyers Team Report. The Flyers are keeping their fingers crossed that Simone Gagne's third concussion this season is mild enough to keep him out of the lineup for no more than a couple weeks. Oh, a couple weeks? That's nothing. But you, like you said earlier, Dave, you don't get three concussions and not start thinking about your career. Three concussions since January or whatever it was. So what happens if he gets hit again? Look at what it did to Lindros. Exactly. And did it? Did it? In your opinion, affect the way? Uh, Lind- yeah, affect the way his pussy play came yeah. to effect. Oh yeah. You can't skate with your head down like we said with Lindros, but Gagne's not getting busted like. No, he's getting little hits. His last two ones were little hits, or what you would consider a little hit. You see a lot of these other plays where people are just getting smacked around, walking away. These are little hits, and he's out for weeks on end. You know what? You can't take that chance, because that's what the game's about. You are taking contact 90% of the time, it seems like. And for anybody who doesn't know what a concussion like literally is, it's the swelling of the brain tissue. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. So if, the, if this is the way it happens, I mean, you go, Simone Gagne's made a couple mil in this game, right, Dave? Yes. It's time to go kick back. It's more money than you and I will ever see, and if I had my third concussion, I'd be kicking it back. I wouldn't be messing around with any kind of uh, brain injuries. I totally agree. With Especially you. after you see Muhammad Ali. I it, mean, yeah, it sucks. And Joe Frazier, for example, Joe Frazier can't even speak a sentence. Yeah, it sucks for the Flyers too. Don't get me wrong, because he's a talent. We want to move on to Phillies, Dave. Oh, we're not doing the columnists. Oh, but move on to Philly, Philadelphia columnists. Let's see what some kind of witty banter is going on there. Uh, Rich Hoffman, there will be a lot to digest in the Clemens steroids hearing. All right, so let's talk about this real quick. We haven't talked about this. Okay. Did you listen to any of this today? I I got to see it during uh, work today. You're one of your many breaks? Yes. Okay, so here's the deal. They're both saying the exact opposite to members of Congress. Right. Under sworn testimony. Yes. So one of them is perjuring themselves. Yes. If not both. Exactly. They should go to jail. They will probably go to jail because they'll prosecute. You can't just have somebody who says the exact opposite to you. Somebody is lying. Somebody is lying. They got to be proven liars, but somebody is definitely lying here. Who do you think is lying? I think uh, Brian McNamee. McNamee, because that's when they read out different things. They said, "Okay, what about this and what about this?" And he goes, "Well, some of that's not true. I didn't, I didn't say that that was wrong, or I was, I, I was mistaken about that." So he was lying about some things. But on the other hand, Clemens was lying about some things, and he kept double talking. They, hey, what about uh, Dude, only thing the, really- the nanny? And he's like. Well, I was just trying to get you the name. Well, no. Why did you ask her to come over yeah. on Sunday? Well, I was her. trying to get you to to see her. Right. You haven't seen you haven't seen this woman in six years, really? and you invited her over for dinner. And if anybody thinks or says that it's not to get their their stories together, then it's absolutely wrong. You don't invite her over. It's it's amazing to me how pompous Roger Clemens is. It's like it seems to me like he's had everything handed to him for so long. He's been so sheltered that he thinks he can say and do anything right. at any time. The fucking witness, you, the star witness in this testimony, you're. 
you're the one being put on a com- in front of a committee. You don't call her over. Have your person call her over. Your lawyer, send her to her lawyer's office, and the lawyer will explain to her their stories and get the story straight. He, th- his, she thinks his shit doesn't stink. As my voice rises so high. Again, yes. He thinks his shit doesn't stink. And he thinks he can say, oh, fuck that. Nobody's going to know that she's over here. Dude. <laughs> You're, Everyone's you're under know. a microscope. You're yeah. totally. And if people start finding out that you lied, God forbid, if you ever took HGH or human or um, human growth hormones or steroids, and they were injected by um, MacMe, you are going to jail. You're going to jail. And that's, grab your fucking ankles. He keeps saying, "Well, Brian MacMe never injected me with that." Well, you're not saying no one else did. Did somebody else? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting worried about. And that's a, that's a good point. That's one very good point. The other thing that struck me in the, during this hearing was you never say never. Right. Never say never. And he's never. He's nevering at all. He's like Peter Pan. <laughs> you like that one? That's a good one. But you know what also got me in this one is where'd you get that one? The never Peter Pan. I know you didn't just come up with I that. I did just come that up with that. was a very good one. Thank you very much. One thing that's also struck me, I think the most thing, the thing that struck me the absolute most, like a lightning bolt, was Andy Pettit did like a, a sworn affidavit and explained to the committee what was going on. And he spoke to Roger Clemens about HGH and Roger Clemens told him that he used Homer Growth Hormone and this is what it's doing for me and so forth. And um, Clemens is like, I think he misunderstood and I'm, <laughs> I still think he misunderstood and Andy Pettit and I are very good friends. And then the, one congressman comes on and goes, well, here's the way it is also, Mr. Clemens. Andy Pettit tells his wife everything. That's what he told us. And we interviewed his wife, and she told us the same exact thing. And you saw Clemens just like, I thought his eyeballs were going to explode. So do you think he's, well, first thing that's probably going through his brain is that he's going to spend some time in behind bars. Right. The second thing he's probably going through his brain is, you never tell your wife anything, you <laughs> fucking ass. He's like, oh, hold on. He tells his wife everything. Yo, Andy, how about the time you fucked those two hookers yeah. down in Texas, yeah. okay? He's like going through a list of all the things that he wants to tell, say to yeah. his wife about Andy Pettit. You know, Andy Pettit all all of a sudden realized that he was taking HGH in 2000, too. Isn't it funny how sworn testimony will fuck you up? Was that 2000 when I did that? Yeah, I guess that was HGH then, yes. I thought it was 2004. It could have been 2000. I thought it was was some B12 that Roger recommended. So, um... We haven't heard the last of it, for sure. Oh, definitely not. Because you don't make fools out of members of Congress. You don't just go up there and think your shit doesn't stink. You don't just go up there and lie. You can't lie to Congress. You can't lie to Congress. It's rule fucking A1. That's... Clemens would have just been better off saying, you know what? You're saying I'm doing this? Fuck y'all. Yeah. I retire. I'm retiring. I'll you, see you later. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to talk about, you know, no 60 minutes. Yeah. No press conference playing Mac to me on, you know, when he secret, secret tape. Right. That's but, how you get in trouble. What kind of douchebag is Mac to me though? Saving syringes and gauze pads and. Maybe he knew who he was dealing with. Hey, listen, I know Mac. Miller Lite cans. Yeah, I mean, Miller Lite. Who drinks Miller Lite? By the way, Miller Lite <laughs> might be the worst beer ever made. I'll tell you I who drinks it. Miller Lite. Tony, Sal, Smitty. They're, they're all a bunch of punks, too. By the way, you don't drink Miller Lite. Miller Lite sucks. That's we had uh two thirty packs there. Oh, how to taste? Like I told you, I got sick that night. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a very good point. All right, but uh, like I mean, you keep hearing about different things. I mean, like with Clinton, when you know Monica's like, I saved the dress. Like people are either just going out of their way to try to find something to rip somebody else down or try to raise themselves up. But like three weeks ago, I couldn't tell you what I did. No. Let alone save something. You know what really surprised me is how they can document these kinds of things. Like before he went, like the whole big Conseco party thing. Yeah. Clemens played golf, a round of golf. He supplied the committee with his scorecard for that day. Wow. How the hell do you keep that? And this was in 2002. How do you, how do you find it, dig it out and keep it? Maybe you don't. Maybe you make a little new one. Right, exactly. And rub some dirt on it. You know, all I'm saying is like nobody documents that kind of shit. I couldn't tell you what I did in 2002. Let alone what I scored on a dude. A, a, after my week in the, Vegas last week, I can't tell you what I did this day last week. Exactly. So let's let's understand that. Let's understand each other here. Somebody's lying. You agree? Definitely. I I think both of them are lying. Let's get the lawyer out. Let's get the lawyer down here. Oh, Patty, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I thought I heard her walking around too. Okay, here she comes. There we are. What's up, Pat? Give her the give her the mic, Dave. Ladies and gentlemen. My wife, Patricia S. Esquire. <laughs> Queen, i got to ask you a question. All right. Okay, Roger Clemens and this guy today, regardless of what the story is, if you're sitting in front of a congressional committee under oath, right, 
Yes. Well, what kind Speak of oath? Speak into that thing. What kind of oath? What did, did they take an oath to swear the truth under penalty of perjury? They rose their hands, yes. Okay. I don't know if it's under, I mean, isn't it always under penalty of perjury? You can't lie in a, right. under oath, right? Yeah, they took an oath. Right. Okay. And they constantly were reminded that they were under oath. Constantly. You know yeah. how they always do that? I love to do I do it all the time. Right. Because <laughs> it scares you a little bit, yeah. right? They now, both... before you answer this, sir, I need to remind you that right. you're under oath. Right. They both said the exact opposite. One guy said, I injected him with steroids. And the other guy said, I was never injected by this man with steroids. Right. What's the penalty for something like that? If you if you are proven a liar, it's... you'll go to jail? Yeah, it's a crime. I don't know if you'll go to jail. It depends on what the federal statute says, the, the penalty. Yes. So you're telling but me, in, you know, yes, in Pennsylvania, if you sit in court, and they weren't, you, they were in Washington. But let's just, this is what I know: it's Pennsylvania law. You sit in Pennsylvania and you take an oath to swear the truth. So help you God. So help me God. And then you lie, and they prove that you knew you were lying when you said the wrong thing. Which is thing, difficult to do. Which is difficult to do. Okay. Then yes, that's a crime, and you could go to jail. You could get a fine. It just depends okay, so on what the judge imposes. What about if you do it in front of so, okay, members so of this Congress? Is federal law. Yes. So I don't know what the penalty okay, is. Okay, well, on. let me give you, let me tell you what it is, all right? Oh, okay, good. Well, here's how I feel about it. <laughs> well, you, wait a minute. Is this how you feel about no, it? No, no, I was just, I'm okay. saying this. Okay. There's, there's really only a couple things in this country you can't do. You can't rape anybody, you can't kill anybody, and you can't lie to Congress, right or wrong. And you can't not pay your taxes. And you can't not pay your taxes. That's probably, that's probably number one. <laughs> but you can't lie to Congress. You can't lie under oath You can't Congress. lie under oath. Because you piss these men off, they literally will go for your, they'll put you in jail, which is what's happening to Barry Bonds now. Well, yeah. I mean, there have been tons of cases. I mean, there are people who have done awful things. I ran Contra, Oliver North. Oh. Uh, you know, you wow. take your, whatever your feeling is about Oliver North, you know, w what they try to get these people on is that you lied to Congress. So it almost doesn't matter what your big major wrong was. Like it, Okay, if, I understand that. Yeah, understand. so if, if Roger, Roger Clemens, if Roger Clemens is lying yes. under oath and they can prove that he's lying and he knows Or the other clown, lying, or the trainer. Or, or the other guy the trainer whatever his name Brian is Brian McNamee McNamee it won't matter about the steroids anymore because it's so much easier but, to prosecute someone for lying under oath okay understood so okay. how what does a lawyer what does an attorney say to them say it's very very difficult to pro to prove that they're yeah, lying I imagine that Clem do you think attorney or do you have any idea that an attorney would say don't worry about it because they can't prove it so say whatever you want never say don't worry about it no, never, never say don't worry about it say don't, right, worry. don't worry about it I mean Ro Roger Clemens is my client he right. comes off the stand this afternoon, and I say to him, first thing I say to him is, Roger, my friend, we have troubles. We have problems. We might have troubles. Somebody is either not telling the truth or doesn't know what but they But what did. if you, as an attorney, already know that he took shot in the ass of steroids and I he's still never, lying. I can't tell any I can't do anything about it well do you there's cringe a, a little bit there's a couple things going on there if I know for a fact if Roger Clemens said to me before he got on the stand I know it was steroids and I'm telling these people I will go to my grave under oath and not my under name. oath I'm telling these people I did not take those steroids I can't even represent this guy anymore I can't put him on the stand no 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 I can't you're not allowed to I am not allowed to it's called suborning perjury and okay. you cannot, and I have had to in my career withdraw from representing people because I know they're going to lie under oath. But do all attorneys have that Unless, kind of ethics? Yeah, these guys are getting oh, paid. Yeah, that's Roger Clemens got a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't let somebody jeopardize your whole career because he's got he says I'm lying under oath. I imagine it's much less clear than that. Okay. Whatever Roger Clemens knows, he's denying to everybody. in his mind. He is even to uh, B12. You know that's it another thing B12. about Roger Clemens. We were saying about how his shit doesn't stink. He he might believe his own lies. Yeah, you know? I imagine there's that going. So now it is hard to prove perjury. And I could put that guy on the stand. Do I believe him myself? No, but I don't have any reason to believe that he's lying. He told me it was B12. I can put him on the stand. He can say it's B12. But when he gets off the stand, I'm going to say, Roger, my friend, let's go visit the U.S. attorney. We're going to make a deal because you're in trouble or the other guy's in trouble. Gotcha. So let's All right. head it off and pass. All right. So somebody's lying. Somebody's going to be in trouble. If, if, if they're both telling the I exact opposite thing somebody's yeah. gonna they're gonna prosecute no i don't know no i don't know there's a lot of gray here because i can envision several permutations of the facts where roger clement says if he gave me steroids he never told me i didn't know they were steroids yes he gave me shots but i thought they were b12 but this is high profile though and isn't somebody gonna want to make a name for themselves and have some fun with this 
If they yeah, are, oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Okay, so it is. They'll have a whole Ken Star party. A whole It'll Ken Star whole party. Thing. And I will, yeah. I do want to say this though. This is normal bedtime chatter for Patty and I. So <laughs> it's a little inside scoop on the uh yeah, instead too. instead of the <laughs> most bottomless floor of the basement, <laughs> it's the upstairs floor, upstairs wing. <laughs> Usually halfway through the conversation Derek is sound asleep. Correct. <laughs> Patty, can you tell me a bedtime story? Oh yes, it's one time on trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cure for insomnia. Uh. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't. Thank you very much for okay. coming for joining yeah, us tonight. Now. It was it was <laughs> a ple- it was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank Find you. Find me Thank back you. anytime. Okay. Cool. Bye bye. Bye. How's Jericho, by the way? Awesome. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, we'll invite you back when you remember Clemens. What, what's his name again? Cle- Clemens? <laughs> no, that's okay. Thanks, I love Pat. that food store. <laughs> All right. So she's right. I don't know what she just said, but she's right. You know what was funny? I hope someone else picks this up when they listen to it. When she goes, well, that's what I know. And you go, okay. You just stop talking. You're like, okay. That's for sure. When it comes to that shit, I know what I'm beat. All right. So Roger, somebody's lying. Someone's lying. They okay. got to prove that they're lying. Right. It has to be proven. That's the one I'm kicking me in the ass a little bit. Innocent until proven guilty this fucking crazy country. I agree with you. All right, so let's move on to... Uh, what are we up to? The Phillies. Did we do columnists? Yes, we did. Yeah, that's what we just did. Phillies, I'm sure it's Benson on the, on the front of that. Nah, Lidge offers perspective on hearings. Oh, okay. Because he's a former Houston Astro, hanging out with his boys. Yep. So, uh, that's... I don't think he really says anything great. No, but you're right. But the one story down is the eating better fate in 08 thing. Can only get better. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, same old, same old, same old, same old. Let's move on to this Sixers, and I want to I want to move on to um, one part of Sixers. I'm gonna even though we already went through their win tonight, I want to talk about Phil Sheraton's article, which basically came down to this: these guys don't quit and shouldn't. There's no point even arguing about how the Sixers should approach the dilemma before them again this season. They should play hard, play to win, and play for the postseason, even if it costs them a lottery pick. Do you agree with that? Yes, I totally agree with it too. Even though I don't like reading anything that Phil Sheraton writes. I will say that I totally agree with him and that Sixers should start just play hard. I dude, I always say that. I don't care if it was the Eagles or that. I know. But go out and go win. The NBA is totally different. A, a lottery, a first or first, number one, two or three pick in that lottery can change your entire franchise. That's it's different than any yeah, other sport. It is because it's only two rounds. Right. And that's it. Five players. Yeah. Free agency. You don't get as often. But you get those. The salary cap's so huge. You get the soft cap. Salary cap so huge. You know, we get to sign you more than you would if you went somewhere right. else. You don't get the. You don't get the like the the perfect triangle of what's going on in Boston right now. You know. Right. And that's what you got to do. You got to get a nice little core, and then if you hit a big move, you get that extra player that puts right. it over top. Right. And that's far and few in between. I totally agree. And I, uh, at this point, they have to start playing. Uh, Phil Sheridan wouldn't write this. You know, he always writes the obvious. You know, so he wouldn't have wrote this three months ago when they were in the tank he would be like you got to keep losing you keep, keep losing and that would have been a terrific article yeah now he writes this one like might as well win because you're not going to finish out of it anyway because you're you're on a roll you know when they're hot and they're beating dallas you know shit right you got to go with it when they're beating dallas nice work phil can't wait to watch i can't wait to read tomorrow that you think adam eaton should have a better year next year all right dave we were wrapping this shit one up. We're wrapping this shit one up. So we can get on to the girls. And we're going to cut these two shows. This is this week. Sports this week. Sports uh, Illustrated next week. Okay, we doing... Uh, Daytona or anything? N- well, we can say Daytona real quick. I don't know, but our yeah. final word. Yeah, parting shot, part. Okay, oh, we're going to part right now? Part. I don't know if you got to see it. Um, Richard Zednick got hit in the throat with a skate blade. Wow, I didn't see it because I couldn't watch something, but I heard it was nasty. Very nasty. How did his boys keep him? They just plugged it up? Well, that's uh, it happened 15 years ago in Buffalo, same place. Up in Buffalo, Clinton Larchuk got hit right in the throat. And the way they stopped it, took the finger, put it right yeah. into the jugular, stopped it. And the same thing happened with a high school kid the same when he got cut like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, that's what, I mean, they put a tourniquet on or whatever, and they were just holding it. And I think the guy had to hold both of them, the top and the bottom of it, took him to the hospital, you know and they closed it up. amazing. I, I had a plumbing problem this week. Like, <laughs> it's exact. It's exact same yeah. fundamental thing. It's like you keep all that liquid in that body no matter how you have to do it. It doesn't matter how you do it. Of course, you can do some, it'll, you'll bleed out if you're if it's coming out of the vein and into something else. Right. But you want to keep it inside the artery and the veins and then, and move on. And he saved his life, without a doubt. And he's going to live. It's one of the sickest things that you ever see. I mean, just a ton of blood on the ice. So how did it happen? He fell on it? No, um, Ole Jokinen, he got hit 
And when he got hit, when he fell down, he's a taller guy. His leg came up, and Richard Zednik was skating by. Zednik's a good player, too. Yeah, and it just caught him right in the throat. Unbelievable. A lot of players will sharpen their skates between every period. Right. So, they're, I mean, they're well, always. the trainers will. Right, right. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the players aren't out there. It'd be, whole, so, it'd be uh, so funny if you, like, walked into a locker room and saw, like, the players with, like, these Forsberg, files. Forsberg, yeah. <laughs> chiseling it off but they're always sharpening it some people love really sharp skates some people like duller skates but they are so sharp and you can see i mean it just it grazed them and it just went right through it sucks dude so but hey thank god he's okay and thank god you don't okay. wish that on anybody absolutely not no no not on anybody i don't not at all not at all uh, my parting shot is this, Dave. Pro Bowl. What did you gives a shit? Got hey. good ratings this year. I want to give a quick shout out to Adrian Peterson, who I think is going to be an absolute star in this league, and he deserves to be one. Yes, he does. MVP of the um, Pro Bowl. But the Players Association is bulking. I'm going to tell you why. Roger Goodell wants the players to move the Pro Bowl, because it's the last year of their contract in Hawaii, to the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Fuck Not that. the night before, but the, sat- the weekend before. Like, you know how it's split between two weeks? Yeah. And the teams that are in the Super Bowl won't play in the Pro Bowl. But the players won't do that. The Players Association won't do it. Right. You don't agree with that? No. I comment, I want to see a change in the Pro Bowl because to me it doesn't mean anything. Why not have more football? After the Super Bowl, it's over. Right. So there's no reason to watch the Pro Bowl. There's no reason to watch it. That's what I said three weeks ago, but though. Wouldn't like, it be fun if it was a Saturday game before the Pro Bowl? Before, before the, Super the Super Bowl? But some of the best players aren't playing. Correct. I mean, I know some of them still sit yeah, out. Correct. But, you know, somebody, you know, it's inevitable that somebody playing in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady for, is a great example, will all of a sudden wake up and say, I have a headache and I can't play in the Pro Bowl, so right. get my alternate in there. Right. It's okay that the two teams don't have their representative because they're going to play in a fucking Super Bowl. It's the, I think it's the way it should be. You need a change. I think this I is the best change. If they're going to change, they change the Super Bowl to a Saturday. Fuck this Sunday stuff. Well, I will agree with that. I think it's too late for us on the East Coast to watch it on Sunday night at starting at seven o'clock. Yeah, it, the game's going to go for four hours. We like to party, but I got kids. I got to go to sleep. Yeah, kids have school the next I mean, day. Think about it. NFL is based in New York. Guys, do something with yourselves. I agree with you. I agree with you. But that's uh, to me the Pro Bowl, the NHL All Star, the NBA All Star. I don't give a rat's ass about those. Hey, it's nice to watch. If I have nothing to do. I'll turn it on. Not too worried about it. If they change it to the Saturday, the week before, I still won't watch it. Doesn't matter no, to me. No. But I mean, it could be good because people are still looking for football that week. That's very true. And I, you got to give them something. And I tell you what, the NFL channel. I turn on the NFL channel after the Super Bowl. It just drowns in itself. <laughs> it is the worst channel on earth. We were at the bar the one day, and they were showing like the. Um, like the passing drills for the, the, the college kids. <laughs> they're like, oh, here it comes. And uh, he threw and hit a target. And they're like, like okay, here comes it. That, there he throws another one at a right. target. I'm like, whoop de doo The NFL has probably the, some of the most compelling programming in, in all of sports. It's, it, we all love, and I, we could watch the Chargers play the Raiders tonight and we would have an absolute blast. Yes. Doing it. But watching the Chargers and the Raiders play, play a, like a practice game or something, or it's just the most boringest thing, or having two guys talk about the potential of them. Oh, it's awful. It is. It's awful. If it's not football, it sucks. If it's not football, it sucks. Good night, Dave. Good night.